Hello and welcome to What Can You Do? My name is Lance Johnson, and today we're going to be taking a look at the civil wars over in Sierra Leone and the Congo. To start off, there's many civil wars going on in Africa today, but to, since it's a short podcast, we're going to just be talking about these two that I've mentioned. A little background information on the war in Sierra Leone is that the war first started in the 1990s because a rebel group known as the RUF attempted to overthrow the government. The war ended in mid-2002, but there are still many survivors of it today that have been willing to tell their stories. One of them being Ishmael Bey, who is a former child soldier who served from the Sierra Leone government. He wrote a book called A Long Way Gone, and in this book he talks about his time in the military. The book starts out with a small explanation of his former life before being in the military, and he talks about the influence that Western rap culture had on him. He then delves into his time being a child soldier, talking about the bloody massacres that he'd be involved in and how used to it he got. He talks about points where he started to enjoy or not even think about the killing. He also would explain about his routine use of drugs that really kept him going throughout this time. The drugs were given to him by his superior officers, one of, them be- one of the drugs being a mixture between cocaine and gunpowder called Brown Brown. Keep in mind that at this time, he's around 12 or 13, and he has a severe cocaine addiction, as well as many other drugs. This book was hard to get through at times, but it explained an important message, and it helped raise awareness about the atrocities that were routinely committed by rebel groups such as the RUF and the Sierra Leone government. One thing that really stood out to me was his change of character throughout the book. In the beginning, he was a normal kid, and by the end, he was just another product of war. The war really changed him, and I think it's a very interesting story that he talks about. He made sure to explain all the violence that he had seen and not spare any details. One specific thing that I remember about the book was before he served in the Sierra Leone government, he was captured by the RUF, and they put him in a line with other younger boys and then they tortured and killed an old man in front of them. What was their explanation of why they did this? They said it was to toughen them up and get them used to the violence that they'd be seeing. And I think that's just a crazy thing that a 12 and 13 year old, 12 or 13 year old would have to watch an old man be killed and tortured right in front of them. And keep in mind also that the RUF soldiers that were doing the torturing were also around his age. And it's just a really messed up system that they've got going on. The book finally ends when he's rescued and rehabilitated by the UNICEF forces down in Sierra Leone. By the end, though, he makes a clear point of talking about how long it takes the Western nations to get involved in war and how this whole situation could have been avoided if we got involved a bit earlier. Another writer by the name of Dina Mengatsu writes a book, or uses this book as a way to advocate for the African population, and today he's actually joined us to talk about his article called Children of War. Hi Dina, how are you today? I'm doing great. Good. Today I wish to talk to you about your article about the child soldier crisis that we see in Africa and other places of the world. For starters, what can we do to stop, put an end to a type of crisis like this? Um, it's not hard, really. We just need to spread awareness and to get those voices heard. In order to stop something, we need to know about it first. So doing anything to spread awareness is a huge way you can help. 
As you recall, there is a part of the article where he asks the question, why didn't help come earlier, when talking about the West's involvement in the war. By that, I was referring to the relative ease the West had with breaking up the war, and I was wondering why didn't they get involved sooner. One primary reason was that no voices were being heard. No one knew what was going on. So as humans, we need to make sure that we are looking out for each other, making each of our voices heard in order to put a stop to the violence as soon as possible. Thank you so much for your time today. And now I'm gonna delve into the war over minerals in the Congo. For starters, I will be using a documentary called Conflict Minerals, Rebels and Child Soldiers in the Congo. This documentary goes into the heart of the violence down into the Congo. And the reporters there actually interview one of the general warlords of the area. During this interview, we see clips of some very disturbing things that they have seen on their way to the general. One of them being a person thrown over a bridge and used as target practice by young recruits that are no, over the, no older than the age of 18. So as you can imagine, this documentary is pretty hard to watch, but it's a pretty important one because... That's literally something that they just see every day over there. That's just, it, it's normal, basically. And this documentary talks about how all of this violence can be traced back to the West's need for jewelry to make their fingers look pretty or to have their phones working well. The, the minerals that are being mined there are actually in the phone that I'm using to record this and the computer using to listen to this. It's really crazy stuff. And the warlord then goes on to talk about how much, how the UN really isn't doing anything about these wars. And he makes jokes about them and like makes fun of them because they're, they, they don't do anything. He, uh, at one point he says, they're just standing there to get their paychecks, nothing more, nothing less. They don't really care about what's going on. But all in all, I think it's very clear that there's going to be violence forever. There always has been. But just because there's violence doesn't mean that we can't do anything about it and that we can't make it as short as possible. Everyone needs to do their part, and that can be as little as reposting something that you find on your feed or making a small donation. But if, all the, but if we all do our part, our world can heal one day at a time. Thank you for listening. This has been Lance Johnson on What Can You Do?